Welcome to Advancing Education, an Alberta Students Podcast. My name is Jonathan Bilodeau, and I'll be your host. Thanks for coming. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Advancing Education. My name is Jonathan Billido. I am your host, and I am joined today by Shannon and Edna, two of my favorite student leaders returning from last year. Shannon, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, Jonathan. Hey, everyone. My name is Shannon Humphrey, and I am the Vice President Academic for Students Association of Red Deer College. Excellent. Soon to be Red Deer Polytechnic. All right. And Edna. Hi, everyone. My name is Edna Stepczynski. I am currently the President of the Lethbridge College Students Association. This is my second term as a student leader. I am taking the Renewable Resource Management Diploma at the Lethbridge College. I'm also an international student. I'm from Mexico. And yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. So you two were on our Equity, Diversity and Inclusion Committee last year. And I got to tell you, I personally got a lot of value. I felt like I grew and learned a lot last year just by listening in that committee. So let's I just want to turn it over to you two uh, just to talk maybe a little bit about your experiences with that committee and with our organization last year. And what are some kind of takeaways you got from that committee? You want to go? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I guess I kind of got involved with the EDI committee because I check a lot of boxes. Um, the the running joke around the office is that I'm the diversity poster child because I uh, fit into all of the live boxes. Um, so I am Indigenous. I'm actually Cree from Enoch Cree Nation. I was adopted, so grew up with a white family off reserve. I'm also gender diverse and queer. So I, like I said, check a lot of boxes. And that was kind of how I got involved with the committee and kind of my motivation behind being involved is that I really just wanted to see forward momentum with equity, diversity, inclusion, and really see, you know, what can we do at a provincial level as far as advocacy goes, getting some best practices in place, and really advocating for students who are feeling the effects of intersectional challenges. Um, So that was kind of how I got involved. And there was a lot of really great conversations conversations that went on in the, the committee this year. And, you know, one of my favorite things was going through the, the truth and reconciliation calls to action to see which ones were relevant and how they could be implemented at our various schools. Um, so lots of great work going on, lots of different realms with the, the committee and super excited to see what comes out of it next year. Yeah, thanks, Shannon. And I definitely appreciated having your voice on that committee and learning a bit about your perspective, a bit about who you are and what you bring. It was really cool. So thanks for that participation. How about you, Edna? What was your experience like last year? Oh, it was great. Well, the reason why I got involved with the community was because to me, like many times it, as a student, before I became a student leader, it felt like despite the fact of international students being a large population in the post-secondary sector in Alberta, I've, many times I felt underrepresented and uh, not, let's just yeah, like really under underrepresented, not taken into account for for some of the decisions that post secondary education does. And uh, yeah, I wanted I wanted to get more involved, learn more about the things that we can do, um, not just for international students, but for uh, other student populations like students with disabilities, the LGBTQ two plus community, Indigenous. A lot of things just revolving around like system uh, systematic racism and, and privilege and all of these things that we all uh, have at some point, but have faced boundaries as well at some point in our lives. So um, yeah, that's pretty much why I, I got involved and and 
helping students really is something that I really enjoy. Um, yeah, it was it was wonderful, and I learned so much. That's great. I, I personally like the stories that you would bring like from Mexico, like your favorite holidays and your favorite food and your favorite like little traditions. <laughs> like they're so cool to to just hear about those kind of international traditions. And yeah, it makes me want to go to Mexico. So yeah, thank you for that. That's really cool. <laughs> okay, so. You know, we we implemented a lot of changes last year because of the EDI committee. We have a couple new board positions that have opened up. How are you feeling about some of the changes? How are you feeling about the direction that ASEC's heading in right now? So let's go with uh, Shannon. I uh, I feel really good about the work that we did uh, this past year, and and pretty proud to have been a part of it. And uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of exciting things coming up that we're going to address a lot of systemic issues that don't always get talked about. So I think the work that we do is is really really important. Um, I also think it it really provides an opportunity to empower people who are experiencing some challenges to really step up and tell their story and, and be the champions of change and those forward thinking solutions that are coming out of the committee. So, um, you know, I have big hopes and big dreams for this committee going forward. Big hopes and big dreams. I like it. Edna, what uh, what do you think? This first year that I was part of the committee and, and really it was pretty much the birth of it. It was like a process of brainstorming because we had so many people joining in, just giving different perspectives and pointing out the things that are really important to us and the things that that we want to change and make a, a, a big impact and uh, improve it, right? So it seems like, to me, it feels like that, like a huge brainstorm of ideas. So we got it, we got a lot of things organized and um, identified the things that we want to focus on. And I see the committee focusing on different areas, just, just continuing, continuing with the, with the good work with better organization now that we, we have a backup or like, so, oh, I, I have like the words in my head, but it's, they're not coming out. So yeah, just, just having that little background in advance, it, I think it's very helpful for the, for the committee. For sure. And, and don't worry about the word. I, I only speak one language and I can barely get it out of my mouth uh, at any one time. You're speaking multiple languages and you're doing it excellently. So no need to <laughs> apologize here. All right. I'm going to turn it back to Shannon for a second. So Shannon, your education's actually in uh, social justice. Is that right? That's what you're studying right now? Yeah. So I originally did a business degree and then came back and am now doing a justice studies diploma. And I think that was really driven by just a passion for wanting to affect change in my community and make sure that the supports that were needed and social services that are needed existed and kind of looking at, you know, how do we bridge some of the gap? What's needed and where is it needed and for who is it needed? So I think that with ASEC, we've, by really starting with that brainstorming that Edna was talking about there, we've kind of started at home is the best way I can explain it. And so, you know, everyone bringing those different things, starting with our structures, policies, procedures, and really sort of building that foundation at the base of what we do as ASEC. And I think that's really going to build the foundation for advocacy going forward. Um, so this committee really, really aligned well with the reason I got into my justice studies program. And that was to affect that change and to, to look at, you know, what policies are we needing to look at? What social supports are we needing to look at? How can we better support everyone in our community? So cool. And uh, like another fellow business nerd like I am, you know, that thinking is very different than <laughs> what we're taught in school. You know, when, when you go to a business program, you're taught how to 
be efficient, how to maximize your your efforts and value. But you're not really taught a lot about, yeah, intersectional issues. Uh, I don't think that word actually comes up in business studies ever. So yeah, it's a completely different way of thinking. And so I'm, I'm really glad that you were able to kind of explain that different. I want to ask both of you. So let's start with Edna. Um, what do you think from your perspective? Like, what are the big challenges or issues that are that the student movement is going to be facing moving forward? Right away. Uh, with the committee, um, <laughs> I, would, I feel like we, we're not going to have any boundaries or any difficulties moving on. Maybe I'm being too optimistic, but really, like every single person that was part of it, well, every student leader that was part of this committee was really pouring their heart into the work that we were doing. I, I guess the maybe the hardest part or maybe a difficulty that sometimes we face is just speaking, like like Shannon said, speaking up of these things, addressing things that have made other people uncomfortable, not necessarily to our generation, because I see that we are the ones who are bringing all of these issues that need to be changed or improved. It's not as hard. Maybe it's the, it's the people around us and, and whether they want to join us and contribute to, to, to create that change. But other, other than that, I, like, I, like I said, all, all the student leaders just were just, we're, we're giving such valuable input to every single issue that, that was addressed. So yeah, that, that's what I have to say. <laughs> totally. And, and I agree with you a hundred percent. The student leaders who were part of our committee poured their heart and soul into that thing and really, really elevated the organization. I think the, the point that you bring up though is really good. That kind of issue of, of stigma and these social constructs that have been in place for such a long time. It's like trying to move an iceberg, right? You're, you're slowly chipping away at it day after day. Day, but it doesn't sometimes it doesn't seem like you're making any progress but i do you know when i was a student leader i sat through a lecture and basically and i really agree with this we were told that we so my generation and younger and you folks are maybe at the tail end of my generation if not at the leading front of the next generation but we are human 2.0 we're the next evolution of humans we're the only humans who have had this crazy communication and access to all this information right from the time when we started learning and it's opened our eyes and our consciousness to a lot more the previous generations have had access to and so i think you're right when you say that our generation is kind of leading the fight leading the charge a little bit right now not to say that previous generations didn't fight and and pave the way so to speak but i think that there's a, a much bigger critical mass in our generation that's kind of pushing towards these ideals and pushing towards equity so it's an interesting point but let me turn it over to you shannon what do you think what are the biggest kind of issues facing the student movement right now yeah i i think you hit the nail on the head there jonathan uh, you know, saying this is the thing that we have to realize about doing this type of work is that it's about the people who come after us. It's not necessarily about us. And, you know, the people who came before us fought for us to, to be where we're at and we're fighting for the next generation to be where we want to be. And I think for me, it really comes down to that equity. And something I always tell my kids is, um, you know, they're always playing video games and they go, that's not fair. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the definition of fair? So we have a big old poster on our wall that says, um, <laughs> fair isn't everyone getting the same thing. Fair is everyone getting what they need to be successful. And I think that's really what it comes down to is we've gotten to a point where the people who came before us, they did the advocacy. They, they, they did the marching in the streets. They, they did the big movements that really provided forward momentum for us to transform that movement into something that's very different. Um, and you know, we're, like you said, in the age of technology where we have information at our fingertips and 
Google everything. And, uh, you know, that's a, a blessing and a curse. But it's it really comes down to, you know, the, the fight is still happening from all perspectives. It's just evolved into something new. Um, so, you know, something I talk a lot is the, the gay rights movement. Um, so we talk about, you know, it started as a riot and it started with people of color and people who were gender diverse who were basically sick of the police profiling them and so facing that discrimination and harassment was a little more outwardly hateful or or blatantly apparent and i think that while there's still some outwardly blatantly apparent things that we face today it's more the the things that have been institutionalized and the things that we really have to be aware of and and start picking apart those structures from policy and legislation and um you know the way that we operate so i i think that the the real thing that the student movement is going to be facing going forward is going to be that piece of, of equity and accessibility and affordability and making sure that all students have that equity of access, that they have the, the equity of funding, um, and, you know, really making sure we're all on a, a level playing field. What a good point. I love that. Yeah, equity of access is, is interesting. Some people think, well, we just make all the standards equal and we set them, we set the bar and that's good. But then when you look at the statistics and you look back, well, we have one of the lowest post-secondary uptake rates of, of our Indigenous and our rural and our remote communities. They just aren't going to post-secondary. So are we serving those communities? Is that what's best for Alberta? Or are we just blinding ourselves and closing our eyes to a lot of historic momentum that's causing a lot of these issues, right? You know, personally, I, I come from a very privileged place. I'm a cisgendered white male born in Canada to a family that's been in Canada for a few hundred years. So, you know, I, uh, I definitely worked hard for what I've achieved, but I never had to face a lot of issues have been brought up, especially at this committee, hearing the stories of, of the people uh, traveling traveling around to our different campuses, uh, listening to our student leaders. It becomes quite apparent the hardships and the systemic challenges that uh, certain groups face in our province and in our system. And it's, it's just undeniable at a certain point. Uh, it becomes naive and, and ignorant to just deny it. So um, uh, like I said, I've grown and come a long way and my eyes have been opened. And so again, I just want to thank, especially Especially you two for your participation. I think you were there at basically every single meeting <laughs> all last year. Um, so yeah, really appreciate that. Let's turn it over to you two here a bit. I want to hear about your year upcoming. You're both returning student leaders, which is awesome. I personally think it took me a full one year in the student movement before I actually realized what it was I was supposed to be doing. So those returning student leaders, that's <laughs> that's where a lot of the work and a lot of the progress actually happens because uh, it's a, it's a very dynamic role. You have to take on quite a lot. So, uh, Edna, what do you got going on this year? What are some goals? What are you looking to accomplish? And how's your team looking? Oh, well, I am. I do have to say I'm very excited. And I, I definitely relate to what you just said, that I had, at some point I had no idea what I was doing. Like, initially... I was, I, I told myself, yes, I'm going to do so much work for the students and going to engage with them and do so many fun activities and advocate for them. But it, it, it hit me like after that conference last summer, I was, I was, I said to myself, oh my God, what did I just get into? And okay, I'm, I was like, okay, fine. And then COVID world, it was, it was, it was a huge roller coaster. But I am very happy to be back here. And yeah, like I want previous term, I was the vice president student life. So lots of engagement, lots of uh, awareness uh, events and events in general, recreation, uh, mental health, which is something that I, I try to focus on due to the circumstances that we were facing that we still are actually, but uh, 
maybe maybe to a lesser degree. I I had lots of fun with with the stuff that I did. So so now that I have a better idea of how the job can be done better, really, I'm looking forward to to continue addressing more things for awareness, like. Uh, again, with 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 inclusion, especially with inclusion, because our college is very diverse. Uh, last year, I did a small research on the number of nationalities we have at the college, and we have forty seven nation- different nationalities in our college. It's crazy, and then like it blew my mind. So that being said, there is a lot of work to do in, in students who are parents, students who have disabilities, the LGBTQ two plus indigenous, and. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to to keep pushing um just addressing their needs continue pushing with with mental health because again that was something that I try to focus on last year and it's really really important and and again that's something that our generation has brought up and, and it has um definitely emphasized and and yeah just um my team looks amazing I'm I'm very happy to work with them we have such a great communication I do hope that continues <laughs> Yeah, and, and the sky's the limit. That's really cool, Edna. And can I just say that starting out as VP Student Services or VP Student Life, like I did, and then moving to president is definitely the way to go. No offense to our VP academics who are on this call. So Shannon, same questions over to you. What do you got going on? What are some goals this year? And uh, what's your team looking like? Well, our team is, uh, you know, going for the, the prize of best looking exec crew in Alberta. <laughs> it looks like we have some stiff competition there, though. You know, we're, we're looking good this year. Logan and I are both returning and Savannah is our new president, sort of diving in head first. You know, a little unfortunate that she has to dive in right in the middle of third, I guess, third wave of lockdowns and not being able to do all of the things that we would normally do with onboarding. But uh, I think she's adapting really well and and kind of jumped into the leader leadership role with a, a lot of grace and it takes a, a lot to to fill britney's shoes i know that so i think she's done an excellent job um we have lots of exciting things going on this year and one of the things that has become blatantly apparent in the first few weeks even of our our new team being together is that one of our major focuses this year is equity diversity and inclusion and you know that's that's everything from people who are living below the poverty line people who are struggling with addictions people who are coming from indigenous communities people who are looking to do some cultural reclamation because they grew up outside of their communities you know all all sorts of programming uh, but one of the most exciting things that we have going on this year in in my mind I think is that one of my goals is to to advocate to make American Sign Language a lot more accessible for our students. And right now, the way that it works is it's sitting in continuing education where there's not a lot of funding opportunities for it. And each different level is you know, a different a different expense that students are going to have to face. So there's a lot of barriers to getting into that course. The other thing with that is that there's not a lot of supports out in the community as far as learning American Sign Language. So one of my biggest goals for this year is to work with my team to get that moved over to credit programming to make funding more accessible for it, to make it more accessible to students and to really encourage more students to engage in language programming. Um, so that's, you know, one of the biggest goals coming out of my office this year. And, you know, that was something that I had actually identified as a goal last year. And I thought I knew what I was uh, getting into. But I think the you're totally right in that you have to have a year under your belt to really know what you're doing and how to do it or how to do it, I guess. You know, it's kind of now that I've settled in for a year and I know which committees I have to bring the, the thing to and I know who I need to talk to in the college and I know um, you know who has the power to move things around it it becomes a lot easier to <laughs> navigate 
So I think Edna, was, you, know, you, you were like, oh God, what did I get into? Yeah, I know that for sure, for sure. Could have not said it better. It's like it's on point. <laughs> what she said. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think you're hitting the nail on the head. You two just keep talking for one minute. I just need to grab a cable because my phone is about to die. Keep going. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> and cool. I'd uh, I'd love to hear more about how you surveyed students to figure out all the nationalities. Did you do that like as a students association initiative, or did you partner with the college on that one? No, it was a student association initiative. So because I had been uh, a the previous year I had been in the college and you know I was just doing my own thing focusing on my studies um, I wanted to bring the international student community together and, and get getting into more cultural activities uh, of course we couldn't do it do that but I was like hey this, it does not need to stop there so I, I I was I was legitimately just curious about what are the celebrations that other students have and are there any similarities are there any um, overlapping many in, in, in some of them so I just didn't I asked well I did talk to this international student department and, and asked them for a list of how many nationalities we had at the college and I was really impressed I did a little bit of research on their most popular festivities that they have and just shared it throughout the year so that all their student community and faculty you know just just the community in general would know about them and, and learn a little more because it never hurts to learn a little more and, and maybe even relate to to things that other people have so that's that's how I, I have found out and it was really cool <laughs> yeah that is really cool that's uh, one of the things I would love to do here just because we don't I don't know if we collect that information as far as you know how people identify with their nationality or um, even identifying uh, where they're speaking more languages than just English mm-hmm. and that's something that's really underrepresented and I think it's probably across Alberta that you know it's not necessarily information that we think to collect when we're doing um, applications to college or where we're um, sort of self-identifying on forms. And I think one of the populations that gets missed quite a lot is domestic students who identify with different nationalities because one of the things I found this year in working with our international office was that they have a pretty good handle on you know what are the nationalities and languages spoken by international students, but we have absolutely nothing on domestic students. Oh, that's Actually, that's a really good point. Uh, I, I'm actually going to talk about this with our VP, our new VP student life and see what she come up with. She's actually working right now on a really nice campaign for um, for June for the LGBTQ2 plus community. And I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. Um, unfortunately, I can't see like all this, like get my hands more dirty, so to speak, because I'm not in Lethbridge right now. But yeah, it's, it's I don't know. So many things out there that we can do in such a little time sometimes. <laughs> And I think students associations do a really good job of making really big tasks happen in a very short amount of time. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So much planning and like on the fly sometimes, but yeah, yeah, I I admire it. And I admire your your student association so much. Like you guys nail it every single time. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) Thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so how's it looking so far? How are things going for for your um um institution? Like has uh Sage announced anything in regards to going back to school for the fall? Uh we're still pretty up in the air for, you know, what's happening in fall. I I think that the the consensus is that they really want to be back on campus, but 
whether or not they're going to be able to with restrictions is another question. Um, so I think that a lot of the, the concern right now is around how do we encourage students to get vaccinated so that we can be back on campus? And, you know, Lethbridge has done the, I think, is it Lethbridge University that was offering the funding opportunity for students who got vaccinated? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of discussion around that. And, uh, <laughs> it was like it's a good incentive, but at the same time, I can't have, I can't help but not being hilarious. I'm sorry, <laughs> like it's like wow, like it's cool, but I I I don't know. I have like mixed sentiment to that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because you still have to allow for that freedom of expression, right? Or or for, I guess freedom of choice as well, as far as whether people want to get vaccinated or not. So it's like. It's good to encourage people to do it, but you know, at the end of the day, it's still their choice whether or not they are going to. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. At least, like, we're moving forward. Yeah. Are you guys back on campus for fall? I mean, the college already announced it, but um, it really, it really just heavily depends on on the COVID cases that we have, especially within the city. So yeah, I I, I feel like we're still on that fifty fifty whether best case scenario we do get back to school, uh, just with a smaller number, maybe probably maybe percent capacity, or we just remain online. It's it's very unpredictable. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're same boat. I think they did announce uh, a while back that they were going to be back in person and then had to retract it because new restrictions came in. Um, mm-hmm. For you guys this year, as far as being on campus, did you have labs and trades and stuff in on campus? Yeah, trades were there. I think also nursing had uh, their labs and practicum. Well, not they did have some of their practicum on, on campus, but yeah, um, massage therapy and had uh, experiential learning opportunities as well. Um, and a few other programs in Mbaisai. Um, we had, like, we have field trips and, uh, fortunately we couldn't have them, but. And so the technical woes plague us again. That's okay. I got, I got, um, the first 40 minutes of the podcast recorded, so we can turn that into a really cool episode. Just my phone died. Well, thanks, Shannon and Edna, for joining us. Uh, really do appreciate your thoughts and perspectives. Um, anything else you want to tell our listeners before we go? That's a tough question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that is a tough question. You know, thank you for having us. And uh, <laughs> I, I guess if we're going to leave you with a, a message, I would just say be kind. Because there's a lot of hate going on. So just be kind. Smile. Have fun. Just be kind wise sage words edna any last parting thoughts for us wow she like shannon i'm sorry i'm sorry shannon speaking of diversity and inclusion i don't know which pronouns to use so can you just let me know before we end up this recording (laughs) yeah yeah. i uh i use they them pronouns but in all reality i've just unsubscribed to gender so as long as you don't call me late for dinner and refer to me as human i'm happy (laughs) <laughs> well i'm always very inspired by shannon's responses so yeah i absolutely resonate with what she said about being kind because we're all having a very difficult unpredictable and just very challenging times work together um and it, it sounds very hollow but we really are in this together we have to work as a team and um just do your best with your students' association. Never be afraid of reaching out. And, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to work with the 
uh, incoming student leaders this year and get, getting to learn way more than I that I've learned all this year. Just very excited to be enlightened by you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you both again for joining us. ASEC would be nothing without its student leaders. So thank you for your passion and dedication and all the hard work that you do. Uh, I know it can be thankless from time to time. So thank you on behalf of everyone who meant to say thank you and didn't. <laughs> that is it for Advancing Education for this week. Thanks again for listening and join us uh, in a few weeks. And we'll have another exciting guest for you. All right. Bye-bye.